Um, what's up, folks? It's another edition. It's it's hitting the high notes, jazz talk, and um, I'm here. And I, you can follow me on the Twitterverse. You can follow me on IG. Uh, you can yeah, I'm at jazz high notes on Twitter. I'm here with Go to Distance Forty Nine, Jared Barker. What's up, Jared? I'm good. Who you sound really depressed? I mean, it's just. I mean, what what are we even doing? Why why are we even here? Like nothing matters anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a. Before the season, you know, it was exciting. We we had a lot of stuff to look forward to, and now it's just gone. You know, like there's just nothing left. I mean, the season's pretty much over. The Jazz have failed once again. Um, and, um, uh, really now that Jordan Clarkson's streak was broken at 99, uh, three pointers made in a row or whatever it was, it's just, yeah. So now we're just, uh, I'm just kind of going through the motions. Um, oh, so that's what, that's what broke you. I thought the, I thought the heat game broke you because like I didn't even watch the heat fans. game. I didn't even watch the heat game because like, I mean, after, after I didn't even watch the heat game or, um, uh, the game before that, as soon as, um, uh, Jordan Clarkson didn't hit a three, I just like, well, you know. It was a fun year. Uh, maybe, maybe another decade. The Jazz will draft two All Stars and superstars, and um, uh, we can we can start again. But yeah, so now we're just here. We're just here talking about the Jazz, I guess. So, um, but yeah, you did bring it up. Um, uh, the Heat, the Jazz lost to the Heat um, uh, most recently, and you know what could be. Um, uh, you know, this is it's way too early to say this, but you know, let's say two of the best teams in the NBA face off against each other. And the Jazz came up um, a three points short. Um, we do have a, a couple of things to talk about today um, uh, concerning the Jazz. Um, uh, we got Jordan Clarkson. We're going to talk about him. Um, uh, you know, your boy, Jordan JC. We got, we, we're going to do an extended edition of the Clarkson Corner here. Um, something I thought was kind of interesting was Quinn's rotations. And we're going to preview maybe like the Magic game, which you know will not be a preview for people listening to the pod. <laughs> It'll be a preview for us, and then we'll talk about maybe the Jazz schedule because there, there are some more games coming up. But first, Jared, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's just dive into the Clarkson Corner. Um, so, you know, as I mentioned, Jordan Clarkson's streak of the, the, the three-point streak has ended. Um, and as I just said, I'm super heartbroken about it. Um, but there's there's some other things that um, uh, I found kind of interesting because um, uh, he hasn't had a uh, stellar start to the season. And then the game against the Kings or whoever it was, um, uh, you know, he exploded for one, one just amazing half. Um, and it sort of um, uh, kind of brings down to us the, the Carson experience, I think. Because um, we we talked about Quinn's rotations earlier uh, in the preseason, um, mm-hmm. and one thing that we kind of talked about, like when he was like, "Hey, you know, we we want Quinn to like switch things up when things are are, are working." And like one of the examples that you brought up was, um, you know, you said, "Oh, you know, if if Jordan doesn't have it one night, you know, maybe play him less or or whatever." Um, and it was just it's one the, Jordan Clarkson is such a a very weird case because, yeah. Uh, and, and uh, uh, when 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 Jordan was slumping and struggling, there were some people who were kind of I don't know jumping off the bandwagon, but it was very frustrating for those fans to to see Jordan. I mean, he was he was airballing threes. Uh, it, it, yeah. That's how, that's how crazy it was. It was um, ugly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know he he was going what oh for eleven oh for nine oh, oh you know just uh, and that that's from three point land. Like I mean, and um, so as, as we start to unwrap this onion here, first of all, just one of these things that I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm anti Jordan Clarkson, but I do right. see that there's value in you know knowing what he is. To me, this is Jordan Clarkson. This is the Jordan Clarkson that 
um, being filled with inconsistency is, is part of his career. And I, I call it the Jordan Clarkson experience because um, I, I had even said to you, you know, two or three weeks ago that you can't, you can't sit JC. There's this, uh. Because the game that where he, he airballs the three, he also goes for like 30 and a half or 25 and a half or whatever it was. Um, where do you sit with Jordan Clarkson after this kind of slow start in the first nine games with him? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a it's an odd it's an odd season. Um, there's a lot of players like from different organizations complaining about the ball being changed. There's a lot of Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. <laughs> yeah, nobody likes Wilson. They all want the Spalding back. Um, well, yeah, yeah, they'll change their minds when they're uh, stranded on a desert island. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. The, so the so the shooting has been down across the NBA. Um, it's not just the I mean because I mean people who watch the Jazz are like, what's going on with the Jazz this year? Um, and um, it's, it sort of reminds me of remember when they changed the ball four or five years ago, like that oh, the the new microfiber ball they had. Yeah, I remember they had a new ball f- yeah, a while and, back. Yeah, and they they changed that within like a month or whatever. But this one sounds like it's going to be here to stay. So um, there there is that, but you know. So shooting down across the league, uh, what what else uh, did you have to say about that? Well, um, I mean, there's there's that, and then there's uh, well, when it com- when it comes to Jordan Clarkson, I just I just uh, I don't know. Quinn, well, there's Quinn, there's Quinn's bit about believing in him. I believe in him, so I'm not going to sit him. And so there's our answer. You know, he's not he's never going to sit. Ted, Ted, <laughs> Ted Lasso, yeah, he's he's not going to sit. Yeah. Um, but uh, even like in the last game against the Heat, he 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 didn't have it again. Um, and so, uh, one second. Well, we've got everybody's favorite Twitter GM has been posting many threads about who who uh, Clarkson should be traded for. And, and I, I, I I'm the. the Whenever I bring up trade ideas, it's never more of a. It's never really out of like, this guy sucks or this guy is, um, what's the word? Uh, the opposite of streaking. I'm I'm I'm, I'm having a blank here. The dependable, consistent. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, no, just slumping. You know, like I'm a, oh, you know okay, Boyan gotcha. two years ago, Boyan last year, or whenever it was. Yeah. Right? Just the time isn't yeah. real. Um, Jordan Clark- Clarkson. I'm uh, right now slumping. Like the trade ideas for for me is never really about. Um, uh, oh, this guy's slumping. We need to trade him because you know you can't you can't trade a slumping asset. You can't trade it. Well, you can, but it's not smart to trade a depressed asset. You want to trade your assets that still have value, um, which is why the the this is this is sort of why like in the offseason the names of Clarkson and Ingles and and Bogdanovich are are consistently oh consistently brought up. Um, and I just realized that um uh, the game that Clarkson went off against was the Hawks, not the Kings. So um, anyway. Um, because I'm a, those guys, I'm a, usually will have value, um, and the trade, the trades that when we bring up on this podcast, like when we had um, Anna Bushman on uh, last year, two seasons ago, was it now? Um, last year, but two seasons ago, um, was more about uh, you know tr- trying to find the right value or to replace things that um, the Jazz. You, you think the Jazz are, are lacking in? Like we talk about perimeter defense, we talk about um, other right. things. Um, and uh, but you know Dragon Squatch Logan, uh, he said that you know one thing that Jordan Clarkson brings you nobody else brings right, um, and that, that's true. Like I'm a, the the Jordan Clarkson experience is 
yeah, he might he might um uh, be in for a rough shooting year, but you're ne- you're gonna miss out on those times where he goes for twenty and a quarter, you know, forty in the game. Yeah, I, well, I also think he's a he's a great locker room presence, and I don't know if you trade him if that's if you're gonna get something like that back, and if it's gonna hurt the, because I I really do think the human element of the team is often something that Twitter GMs. I don't know, man. You you push you completely you push, overlook. You push Ricky Rubio out of here pretty quickly, so. Um. Yeah, yeah, but but what do you what do you want me to say about that? I mean, Ricky. <laughs> well, the, Ricky, the the thing is that here, here's the thing: if Ricky and Favors, um, if we had gotten rid of one or the other, it probably would have worked a little bit better because Ricky really filled the need for us uh, on the perimeter defensively. Well, uh, no, no, I only bring, I only, I only bring so. it up because um, uh, we talk about locker room presence and yeah. You know how important that is, but then, you know, we, we get rid of well, guys well, that have Look what happened presence, after. So look what happened after Ricky left. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now, but now this team is better um, than that than that Ricky Rubio team. Those those two True. Ricky Rubio teams. So um, it it, it may, maybe hurts in the short term, but in the long term, it gives you a better chance to keep your window open. Yeah. Um, you, you're probably right about that. It, it's it's one of these. I only bring it up because like locker room presence is. I mean, it is important, but we also yeah. have to like, start to like going. We have to start thinking in terms of how important is it and where do we put it on the hierarchy. Right, right, um, absolutely. That's yeah, true. So, and, and and if we could somehow get back some perimeter defense for you know, letting go of JC, I, and I mean, probably. I, I don't know. I don't know if our perimeter defense looks awful. Um, it's looked fine this year. But you know, it kind of it kind of looked fine last year. I mean, the Jazz were like number four in like net defense or whatever. It, if, yeah, and it also feels like it's hard to tell in the regular season because people don't play the same. So right. I don't know. And and, and so this is um, I, it is one of those things that like, I don't know. If perimeter defense is the major issue anymore, but it is one of these things that like obviously, if you could find somebody that could give you something of what JC gives you plus gives you more defense, that's you know, you know, if you can sacrifice enough of JC's offense, but to get um, uh, uh, a, a good amount of defense back, you know, that uh, it's just, I don't even know if there's a player out there, but JC does bring oh. you something. The, the spark plug, the, fi- the, the flame throwing, that's an aspect. That's, that's sort of an X factor. That's something that you don't get. And yeah, um, absolutely. part of it is that we have to worry or not worry, but uh, um, accept the fact that, you know, this, the inconsistency comes with it, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, because I, I don't, I don't think anybody saw any tweets from me personally. I have, I have a question for right. you. I, uh, well, I was in a thread the other day, and it was we were talking a little bit about Joe Ingles and Clarkson's defense came up because I said Joe Ingles was missing perimeter rotations in the playoffs last year, and he was getting just getting cooked, flambéed. Um, and Josh, uh, Josh Johnson said something like that Jordan Clarkson again I said Jordan Clarkson you know he turned up his defense a little bit in the playoffs last year he said he couldn't guard a chair and I was just like so you're not going to acknowledge that he played better defense in the playoffs last year I just I mean what do you you think about about that I mean JC is not somebody that I would put in the top seven or eight defenders for the Jazz like if it came down to you like you needed a stop he's not going to be in the top seven guys you put out there in rotation, right? right? Like, like say, hey, you're up by one with like five seconds left, right? But, but do you agree that he looked better defensively in the playoffs last year? Better than himself, sure. Better than he usually does, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know if that you know, like you know it, how, if his if his defense is really if his defense is really bad and he's better, is that does that mean it's good? 
you know it, that's true he, he's a try that's, hard and that's, that, that's the thing like, that's trying hard is fine um and 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 he's had some really great moments this year where like he like he's he's swiping at the ball and and getting steals but it, it is one of those things that like i don't think of jordan clarkson as a net positive defender and that's okay like as long as he's out there and he's not bleeding points on the other end and that's fine like i don't i don't know if there's a lot of jazz guys where like i'm like okay i'm i'm really worried about that right now <coughs> excuse right. me and, and that's the thing is that with the, with the Jazz and um, uh, JC again, it's, it's part of the experience that you, you kind of want him out there for for his one thing. You want him out there for his just insane way to score a lot of points in in, in a short amount of time. Um, now the question is though, how many of the bad games are you willing to um, sit through before um, uh, you know? Because he went through six or seven bad games before he got one really great game. Yeah. And by um, game the very six, next game he was meh, <laughs> and and that's that's with the inconsistency. So and and, and the thing is that it, it can it can flip the other way too. He might have three, four, or five. You know, last year we saw like a month of just amazing games that basically won him the the six man of the year award. That's true. Um. So, uh, um, I'm trying. To oh, think. I think the ratio needs to be at least forty percent good games. For me to be happy, and I mean, but, and obviously he's not—he's only you know—he's hitting at fifteen percent right now. Yeah, um, which is not good. And, and and that's the thing is that like, for and forty is high. For forty to fifty would be pretty high. Um, maybe we only get twenty-five to thirty—one out of every four games. Maybe I can live with thirty to thirty-five percent. Uh, yeah. I mean. One out of three games. I mean, if you get one great game out of every three, the problem is that like his floor now has has dropped since last year. Last last year, like his floor wasn't awful. This year, his floor has um really really dropped, um, which is kind of confusing. I don't know what to attribute that to, honestly. Forty to fifty would be pretty high. I mean, I mean, I guess we kind of got that from Jordan Clarkson last year, but I mean, he had slumps. He had streaks. Um, I guess we just we we, we tend to like. Remember the positive. Um, the problem is that his his slumps last year were just felt like um, they weren't as as low as they were this year. So yeah, it's just it's just one of the things that we'll keep an eye on. I don't I don't know. There's nothing actionable for us. I don't think it just it's one of the things that like I, as you for you because this for me, I have in my Jordan Clarkson experience in my head, I do have this built in. Like oh yeah, he's gonna have nights where he just can't do a thing. And it does suck because I don't think he's um, going to give you a lot on the uh, other end or give you a lot um, uh, on the offensive end if he's not scoring. Um, but to me, that's built in. Like, I'm like, all right, yeah. Like, I like Jordan Clarkson enough, and he scores great. But that's how I think. I think of him as Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams. He comes in, scores a bunch of points, but you're not gonna, don't expect him to, like, go get a triple-double or something, I guess, is, um, is my thought. Yeah, so I, I do have this built in for myself. Um, that he's gonna have some uh, low games, at it. and if he's not scoring, he's not. He's probably not gonna give you anything else. He's he's probably not gonna get close to triple double. You know, you're just not gonna get assists. You're not gonna get rebounds. You're not gonna get um, uh, you know, incredible defense. You might get okay defense. You might, but as you know, you're not gonna get lockdown defense. I should say, um, from Jordan Clarkson, if he's not scoring. But I do believe that um, the reason you have Jordan Clarkson there is to score. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, those games where where he was passing really well, so it seemed like a, a mirage, and 
in retrospect just because they hardly ever happen. The, the Jimmer, Jimmer Fredette effect, I guess. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's not that he can't pass. It's just that that's not his mindset. That's not his mold. And I, I don't think that's what you want from Jordan Clarkson regardless. Like, you, you, you know, you, you want that guy that can be a flamethrower out there. You want that guy who is a spark plug out there. And his job is to score. You know, we're not trying to bog him down. It'd be nice if he could do all the other stuff too, but that's just not who he is. And that's not what you're really getting. And that's not um, uh, what he signed up for. So... It is something that uh, maybe we shouldn't be asking as jazz fans for, um, but it is it, it is one thing because um, you know I, I retweeted. I want to say I think her name is Holly Oop, Holly Oop, Holly Oop, um, uh, Holly Oop. I, I want to say that's probably right. Um, yeah, last night because she she was complaining about like hey you know Rudy and Judy aren't it, uh, Rudy and Judy Rudy and uh, Jordan aren't it this game. It was against the Heat. And, um, uh, you know, they should bench him. And th- this was a little kind of a, a, you know, we saw Quinn Snyder uh, against the Heat sort of change up his rotation a little bit um, toward the situation. Um, he rode the hot hand. He, he, he rode uh, Hassan Whiteside uh, further into the fourth quarter than um, uh, he usually does. Um, but Jordan Clarkson seemed to play about the same um, you know, he only played 18 minutes, but it felt like um, uh, he he was out there, just kind of chucking in the in the lineups. And that's the thing when you have Jordan Clarkson, he's he's putting lineups where he's mostly allowed to chuck. So um, we talked about um, uh, uh, did you get to watch any of that game or uh, which game? The the Heat game. Uh, I saw some replays, but I didn't really get to watch the game live. So some things I thought were kind of interesting. So again, like the Hassan Whiteside stuff. Um, uh, Whiteside, who, I mean, he—it's very, very funny that he has such a, a great plus while Rudy has such an awful minus uh, in all the games. But Whiteside had um, played pretty well in uh, in that second half and that fourth quarter. And Rudy Gobert didn't come back in. I'll, I'll, I'll go find a minute mark when he came back in. But he, you know, usually he'll come back in, play the first four minutes of the fourth quarter and the last four minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, but he did not come back in. Let's see. He, uh, oops, I spelled go wrong. That's why. Um, so he left around the seven minute mark, which is where he, he, uh, usually, um, uh, and he didn't come back until 20 seconds left in the game. So he didn't play it on the stretch for the jazz. Um, so that's interesting. Um, uh, something we talk about, um, uh, a good amount, uh, good, like it's, and we, we've seen it before. Like, Derek Favors has ended games for a real before, like when he's been playing. Like, Hassan wasn't dominating the game by any means, but they did make a comeback while Rudy was on the bench. Rudy only had like what six points, eight rebounds. Um, his worst game of the season by far, uh, and a really great. And the other thing I thought was really interesting Jared Butler and Trent Forrest, zero minutes. Um, so part of me thinks that like this was a really important game for the Jazz, like. We we talk about how all games are weighted equally, but feels like the Jazz kind of knew this was going to be one of their tougher games of the season, and Quinn shortened his rotations a little bit. So uh, this was a uh, a feather in his cap to Quinn changing rotations. Like he didn't give any minutes to to you know the the backup backup point guards, and then he kind of um, rode Hassan Whiteside. Um, how does that make you feel? Um, uh, I mean, this is again one game sample, but. I mean, I, I don't know if that means anything. That they, he just ran, he just ran Hassan more than Rudy. Well, it feels like um, he's a little bit more willing to adjust. And honestly, 
honestly, I think Bam gives Rudy some problems. So that was probably, uh, I don't know, it was probably a smart decision. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I want to say Bam had a really good game against the Jazz last year, and then Rudy had a really good game against the Heat last year, like the home and away or home and home type stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just that that's not great <laughs> if, if Bam gives them uh, Rudy a lot of problems. Um, like you expect that from someone like Jokic, um, right? But, well, I uh, think Bam is kind of underrated. Um, a lot of, a lot of people, uh, I don't know. He's he's a really good player, man. Oh, he's a really good player. But I mean, we were talking. I mean, there were a lot of talk about Rudy being in the MVP consideration, right? Like Rudy needs to keep taking steps. Rudy is a lot older. Rudy is more experienced, and Rudy is a you know three-time Defensive Player of the Year winner um, that should adapt. And there are some certain because this was a big game. This is one of those dragon squatches. This is a big game. Let's see if the Jazz you know can actually pull one out, and they didn't it's again. A measuring stick game, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's only game nine and and whatever, but these are the types of things that we talked about before the season. Like, hey, you know, we asked Dragon Squatch, and he was and he said that, you know, the Jazz came up short in big games all last year. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm rereading 11, 22, 63, and, you know, the pass is harmonic, you know, and it's, it's repeating itself. And we're, we're seeing some of the stuff that we, we, we saw last year pop its head this year. Uh, and, yeah. you know, we, we said we were going to be worried about it. And this, this game could be, you know, again, it's the only one game. It's early in the season, but we had already set ourselves up to be worried about this. And this game is just another uh, game to talk about or prove that narrative that we had before the season started. So um, Rudy failing against Bam is not great. Um, not, not a thing, especially when like you Agreed. want Rudy to take a step, another step this year. These are games that he has to start dominating and start, and start, start being, uh, I mean, and, and part of it is the jazz. It's like the, how many times did, Rudy Gobert, you didn't see it, but four or five times that they switched, Rudy Gobert's in the post, and Tyler Hero's on him, and they are not doing um, uh, anything to... Uh, yeah, we can't take advantage. Rudy can't take advantage. It's not even that Rudy can't take advantage, it's the Jazz aren't even, the Jazz aren't even passing him the ball. Like He's got Tyler Hero sealed oh. underneath the basket, and they refuse to pass him the ball. On the other flip end, though, um, uh, Logan brought this up. Like when Hassan Whiteside's in, in there, they seem to have a lot more confidence in throwing him the ball in those same situations. So, and part of this, part of that is on Rudy. Rudy sometimes um, uh, does um, uh, put the ball down too low, gets it stripped down low, and he, you know, Sarah Todd even tweeted out something that we've talked about for years now. It feels like years that he did. He he expects a foul, and so instead of going straight to the basket and absorbing the contact, as soon as he feels the contact, he flails a little. Hoping to get the free throws. Yeah. So. Um, it's annoying. I mean, there, so there's annoying. there's there's quite a few people. Um, I, I, I don't want to say at fault, but um, uh, you know that are not executing um, that well, and it gets very annoying to watch that. So, uh, and yeah. that's partly why Rudy didn't play down the stretch. Um, so you know he needs to, that's the thing he needs to bring on himself. Like, Bama, uh, that's it's like when the Jazz struggle against the Kings, right? Like, yeah, the Kings are a better team. But if you want to be a championship contending team, you you know yeah. the Kings are someone that you're you should be able to wipe the floor with in the first round, you know. Um, yeah. And um, uh, yeah, you can have hard games, but like you should you should not feel as anxious. We should you know as fans we shouldn't feel as anxious facing the Kings and uh, 
uh, in the two games that we have. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I don't like using the early season excuse because it's the early season for everybody. So Absolutely. we'll see. We'll see if the Jazz. We'll see if the like the NBA. I don't know. It might be the Wilson ball. It might be something else. And maybe maybe the Jazz. Because here's the thing. Like how? Like I guess the assumption is the Jazz are going to break out of the slump. The Jazz are going to start, you know, after every win, when the Jazz were 6-1, 7-1, it was like, well, the Jazz didn't play very well, but look, they're 7-1. and one. Those wins count. Um, and I, I admit I don't watch enough basketball to see it from everybody else. But, like, uh-huh. uh, number one, if it, if it is, like, down across the league, if, if offenses have looked really kind of bad or if the, whole, the NBA as a whole has looked – a little like you know a step behind on defense and, de- and offense, then I can accept that and that's cool. Like you know maybe maybe they're just wrapping up, maybe they're taking the first you know month and a half off or, or whatever, um, and they just might be tired. Like uh, again, they they've essentially played, you know, two and a half seasons in the span of uh, you know with 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 you know uh, two off seasons that were shortened, so they right. could just be tired, um, and eventually that will you know fix itself, but you know. It, how long it takes to fit like that. I mean, what if the jazz go another 10 games and they look just kind of, I mean, we, we say it's only nine games in, but that's, that's about 10% of the season. And, um, so, uh, you know, in, in, in a couple of weeks, it'll two, three weeks, it'll be 20% of the, of the season, you know? Um, so at one point do you start to worry? Do, uh, well, if we're 20 games in and still still playing so uneven like this I mean I, I, I'd i say we definitely have a big cause for concern because yeah uneven play is not going to cut it I mean I, if we're seeing this many uh, stinkers from JC we're just, we're going to be in real trouble I mean it's, and, and you know again not to pick on JC because it really is the whole jazz like how many missed corner threes have the jazz had this year um <sighs> And like, amount. and now that I think about now that I think about it, it just the short and off season probably is playing a much bigger role. Um, the you know the, the the NBA as a whole just has played so much. You know, having their schedules kind of upended, um, um, and, and you know now they're we're back to playing a full season and everything. And even with uh, COVID still kind of looming in, in, in certain arenas, and I mean four or five guys just went out in, into the the safety and health protocols. Um, like Yaka Pertle, uh, Lauren Markinen. So, I mean, they're not, they're, the pandemic's not over. And, um, right. yeah, so this is, it's a weird season, weird stuff for the Jazz uh, and the NBA as a whole. Uh, so, tonight, today, tonight, Sunday, we're recording Sunday, and uh, the Jazz are playing the Magic today. Should be, knock on wood, uh, knock on whatever, um, you know, knocked up. The Jazz should win this game against the Magic. The Magic aren't very good. They're they're a young rebuilding team. Um, I mean, the, the Jazz again. You know, without Mike Conley, should still beat the Magic. But you know, fingers crossed. Nothing really to <laughs> to um, uh, delineate from there. Um, and then uh, I, I mean, the Jazz have had three games on the road. Then they come home. They play Atlanta, who they that's the you know JC game without Donovan Mitchell. But I mean that was a that was a I don't know if you saw that game. That was a, just a that was a real shit game. <laughs> uh, the first time just awful to watch. Like um, it's one of those like you know you know oh the Jazz are looking really awful. Just glad that the Hawks looked 
just as awful as the Jazz because I want to say the halftime score was like forty to forty four or something. Yeah, yes. so, yeah, it's pretty bad. So the Jazz will come Atlanta against Indiana against Miami at home. Um, Indiana hasn't looked as good as um, we kind of predicted earlier in the in the preseason. Preseason, um, they've got some injuries that they're dealing with, but um, uh, they've you know the, uh, it's the East, so they're in it. But like they they don't look like they're a tough um, uh, out. And then I'm um, uh, yeah, two more two more of these games that um uh you know the Jazz are the tough the tough games are gonna be Miami next Saturday, and Philadelphia, uh, next Tuesday on TNT. So those wow. are the big ones. Those are the big ones for the Jazz. All um, right. I mean I'm um, uh, like the Heat. It's, it's gonna be number one. That's a Saturday afternoon game. That's that's a little weird. Um. I mean, the last regular season afternoon game I remember was the the Jazz Pacers last year, where Donovan got injured. Um, yeah, on Friday. Uh, Saturday. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a Friday. But this was a Saturday. Yeah, that one. Was, that one was on Friday. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, that uh, that was the game that uh, Dwayne Wade um, uh, showed up to. Um, I I did have a banger tweet that I came up with at midnight last night. I don't know if you saw it, but um, yeah. I said uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I said something um uh, like um uh, you know I'm over the Miami loss. The the Heat can have it because. You know, the Jazz still ended up with Dwayne Wade, so um, we'll see. We'll see the Jazz. How confident do you feel the Jazz go four and zero against Orlando or five and zero against Orlando, Atlanta, Indiana, Miami, Philadelphia? Those are all uh, one one away game, four home games. Uh, four and zero. Five and zero. Five and zero. Orlando away, Atlanta, Indiana, Miami, Philadelphia at home. Uh, I am not very confident they go five. <laughs> What 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 game what game are you most concerned about? Uh, well, I don't I don't know how I feel about the Sixers game because I mean Maxi has looked good in place of Simmons, but they're still missing Simmons, so their defense is a little more suspect. Yeah, I th- I think I, oh. I saw like um uh, the, they had one of those, those like little quadrant graphs, right? So Miami yeah. is top like three in both offense and defense, so they're in the top right quadrant. The Jazz were like three and four, so they're like right there next to them. Uh, I want to say Philadelphia was the number one. I want to say they're number one defense. Are they number one defense or number one offense? Um, I think they were the number one offense. And then yeah, and their defense is suspect. Yeah, you're probably right on that. So, um, yeah, not suspect, but like middle of the pack. So. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um. um how I feel about I mean but it's four home Miami. games one one away game against Orlando home game against Atlanta home game against Indiana home game against Miami home game against um uh I Philadelphia I'm more about the Heat or the Sixers okay I mean and that's fair those are those are the hard yeah. but I mean the Jazz yeah I mean so we talk about motivation right like hey you lost that game away now do you have more motivation to win at home I would hope so. <laughs> right, and and then um, uh, game against the Sixers again. We talked about the Sixers. You know, the Sixers are like top ten defense, but number one offense. But the Jazz are top five in both offense and defense. So, um, and that's a that's a prime time game. Like that's you know Donovan Mitchell, Ike to to Shaquille O'Neal, uh, TNT. Um, yep. These these are big games on on the. Uh, this is a big game on the national state. National games. Again, these are narratives that I don't necessarily believe in, but like. They get brought up like, oh, it's the national television games. Guys get up for it. Um, uh, I mean, so so you, you think the Jazz lose one of the, the, the you th- so you think the Jazz get swept by the Heat, or the Jazz lose to the 76ers uh, on national television? Uh, 
Uh, well, in the past, I would say that the national TV game is the one we lose for sure, but I think I think it's probably more likely that we stumble against the Heat. Ooh, that's uh, getting swept. Even against the East Conference team, I mean, that's uh, that's not great. Like the Heat just, um, I mean, they got Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, uh, Jimmy Butler tore up the Jazz, Bam Adebayo, um, uh, had, had you know, I guess neutralized Rudy Gobert. Kyle Lowry is a jazz killer, man. He's always good against. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was it was more Tyler Hero in this game. Tyler Hero had a, had a you know front man for six man of the for front man for six man of the year actually. Tyler Tyler Hero, so um, yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, I, I just I just wondering like I'm hope I'm hopeful as the Jazz fan. Like I'm a, if the Jazz go five and zero, oh, that that really says something about this team. Like okay, cool. Like because those Honestly, are. Then- a lot of confidence for me if they go five and out. Yeah, because I mean that that's two games that are the the prove it games, some of the the, the hard games, and then three yeah. games that they should be pretty favored to win. And um, again, they, they they took care of their business last year, and you know let's see if this hashtag same old jazz or not. So, well, that's a, that's the schedule. Hopefully, um, uh, you know we'll see. We'll we'll come back on again next week. Talk about you know things that change, things that maybe Jordan Clarkson um, goes on a hot streak. I mean. You know, if, if you believe in the he's due um, uh, uh, philosophy, he's, he's due. So, um, yeah, he definitely. Yeah, Jared, Jer, what, what what game do you plan on watching next? Are you going to make the, are you going to be able to watch the, the Magic game today? Uh, I'm hoping so. Um, I got to try to figure out what I'm going to do with TV wise to try to try to be able to watch it. Just, just, just pay for, just pay for dish, uh, man. Just pay for dish. I'm really hesitant to pay that. Well, the dish doesn't even have them, though, bro. I know that's a uh, yeah, congratulations you passed. Um, uh, follow him uh, at Go the Distance Forty Nine on the Twitterverse and on the IG. Um, do you remember what the Jazz Facebook page the the Jazz High Notes on Facebook somewhere? Just look Jazz High Notes. You'll probably find it that way. Um, uh, follow me on Twitter at Jazz High Notes. Give us a five star review. Um, go to jazzpodcoop.com. That's jazzpodcoop.com. Jedi, and Ger- Jedi Germs and Devin put out a new episode. Uh, Gen Z said they put out their best episode ever. Um, we haven't heard twos and threes lately. I, I felt, oh, uh, Dog and Deuce and um, uh, the yeah, a lot of guys have put, put, putting out some new episodes lately. Hey, it's a, it's a good sports season. Um, follow Dragon Squatch at Dragon Squatch and at DJ Honeypaws. Um, uh, they were just partying. They're having some family time, so they um, uh, could not be here today. Um, I, I know he would love to talk about Jordan Clarkson, but maybe we'll do that next time. And we'll see you guys later. <laughs> Ciao. Mm-hmm.